Hello and welcome to the Tucson Bitcoin Podcast. Today I have on Brian Harrington and we had an awesome conversation about the Lightning Network, um, about BTC Pay Server uh, that allows businesses to accept Bitcoin. Um, you know, we talked about all sorts of different things. One of the things I really like about Brian is that he is a big advocate for uh, getting Bitcoin together at meetups and uh yeah definitely inspired talking to him uh earlier in the month about that about what they're doing out in orange county and you know before the conversation we talked about the possibilities of how we could really uh get the um southwest organized around bitcoin and building cool things supporting small businesses and just giving really good education getting people together at meetups and uh um yeah i mean it's it's just so cool you know in this conversation he presented ideas to me that i had never thought about before and probably would have never thought about and I, i think that's one of the benefits of getting bitcoiners together you know in local communities because we know what the issues are and we have a tool to address them in bitcoin so yeah well anyways um i'm having a bitcoin meetup here in tucson at the last saturday of the month so if you're interested uh feel free to reach out to me at my email um tucson bitcoin at protonmail or just go over to the meetup website and uh search for it tucson bitcoin meetup and uh, I'm really excited. It's uh, gonna be the first uh, Bitcoin only meetup here in Tucson. Got some cool people there. It's gonna start out on Zoom and uh, as soon as uh, you know we find a uh, location, uh, we'll be doing it in person. And I'm just beyond thrilled uh, to get people together in Tucson and be talking about a solution instead of uh, you know, doing whatever else. And uh, yeah, hope you enjoy this conversation. Yeah, why why do you see Bitcoin as a revolution? Like, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so Bitcoin, so I came out of politics. Like I've always, I was a student body president in my high school. I like, and, and then I did it in college. And then even after I graduated college, I was working on these county supervisor campaigns and I work on correct congressional campaigns. And I had this like, you know, and then you kind of lose your naivety as you get deeper and deeper in that into that game. And you realize that, hey, you know, the incentives of elected leaders change once they're in office. And that happens across the board. We can talk about it at the city council level, the congressional level, the federal level. And we all know this, we all inherently know this, but as a young person, it's still really enticing to be like, oh my God, I'm the legislative assistant to the supervisor. Like, and that's still, that dude, that feels good. It feels good. And you get invited to the parties and you hand out the certificates and you congratulate, you know, the businesses for opening and you, like, you know, talk about to really important people and people like want to become your friend so that they can become the friend of the, that's enticing and that's addicting. And so I was in that, I was steeped in that. And I would throw these, coffee meetings, because basically what happens when you're campaigning for a city council or whatever, you throw backyard coffee meetings and you, you know, get together 10, 12 people and you tell them, you know, what, what you see, we can make improvements in the city. And so hanging out all these Bitcoin meetups just became to me, like a better form of that because I can go to bat for Bitcoin 100% of the time. 
And no matter who I had worked for, there was still that 5, 10, 15, 25% of the time where these people would, would make different decisions than I would perfectly, per, like personally make or their incentives would be different. And so that's why I kind of see like the grassroots comparison between like old world political campaigning and like, you know, Bitcoin meetups and like grassroots adoption and just talking about that. And the other reason why I see it as a meetup is because it really, or as a revolution is because it really does it makes me feel like the way that like the, the Boston Tea Party, the Boston Tea Party was planned in pubs of people saying, I don't think this is fair. I don't. And, and 2020, dude, I don't appreciate the way that businesses were treated and individuals. I don't appreciate the way, like, just at a very foundational level, I don't appreciate the way we're being treated by rulers and people above us. And the only way that I can see to peacefully remove their power to continue harming people is to take away their ability to print more money because these lockdowns would not be able to be financed on a Bitcoin standard. The only way you're able to continue paying bureaucrats and paying people to enforce lockdowns is with paper money. And so that's how I see of all of us just being able to opt into the new thing. And that's, yeah, that's why I see it as a revolution. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty incredible revolution. I mean, the idea of going from having wealth extracted from you to really being able to preserve your wealth and, and create value in a much more fair way without, you know, it being essentially stolen um, is pretty incredible. I mean, that's, that's a big reason why I got into it because I had a background in social work and I wanted to be a therapist. I wanted to address issues of like drug addiction and mental health issues and, and in my community, because I mean, it's, it's pretty bad, you know, it's pretty bad in Tucson. It's pretty, um, uh, you know, you, driving down the street, you know, you'll often see somebody overdosed at a, at a bus stop and, you know, just working in the field, just seeing it like, firsthand and I, I kind of came to the realization like you with government is that we don't fix these problems till we fix the money um because i mean if people like have no financial stability and there's an in, uh system incentivizing uh recklessness and uh uh just poor money management then you know all the other issues are gonna uh, double. I read that in Safedine's book and then, you know, saw like some pretty hard data on it on WTF happened in 1971. I was like, man, I got to do something about this for these people. But yeah, uh, I told, totally agree. Like fix the money, fix the world is yeah. I try to, I try to tweet that all the time. I love when Marty Bent says it. And, and I, I, I agree. I think it shakes and it shakes the right people into the right mentality because Again, like you're all those things you talk about are all like good hearted things that you want to do. And, you know, my intentions of wanting to be involved in like that world of politics, you know, was good hearted, but both, but both have, yeah, there's, there's very, you know, the world loves to talk about like systemic problems. That's a real thing. There are very systemic problems throughout the system and it goes all the way to the very base layer, which is a layer that thankfully more and more people like are waking up to um, the what's what's crazy about Bitcoin also is you can like the 
fixing the systemic problem has never been as well financed as it can be with Bitcoin. That's the crazy thing is that it aligns like actual financial incentives at a personal level with fixing the problems. Because when you're dealing in anything, there's, there's still extractors and middlemen in politics and in nonprofit work that profit off of no change. They profit off of the status quo. And so that's why to me, kind of generalizing, but like, that's why the, the like reformers, reformers are never as well financed as the protectors of the status quo across anything. But in Bitcoin, that is different. And, and that's, I think that's why people just to, to new people that are listening on the internet, like, that's why you see the level of passion that you do. Because this isn't just another I'm not asking you to vote for another person after you've been scammed by the last three. I'm asking you to completely go back to the drawing board and think about money in a new way, you know? And so in that sense, I hope that it just feels that it, it should feel and does feel just super radically different to everybody. Yeah. I mean, I, I think one of the things that's so uh, demoralizing about government is that um, it's very disempowering you know to to put all this faith and uh, trust in another person to fix your problems versus being able to stand on your own two feet and like address issues in your community yourself where you're actually better suited um to do it because you're familiar with it and you uh have the power to do it and then you know for the government to go and actually make it more difficult for you to be uh you know, to really take your power and, and like wield it for good. Um, it's, uh, it's kind of a awful process. I mean, I, I, one of the things that like amazes me is how big politics are in our society today. Like it's, it's all that like anybody can think or talk about and it should be irrelevant. You know, we should, we should all be standing up and saying, how can we fix the problems in our community that we care about, you know, but we're not, we're, yeah um yeah but yeah it's <laughs> it's pretty wild um so yeah so you're a big fan of btc pay server so what how did you get involved with that and uh um is there a pretty steep learning curve that you found with it and how did you get over it yeah so that so the btc pay server stuff actually fits perfectly in with you know the first thing we were talking about of just the freedom aspect of it because at the beginning of 2020 Look, there's nothing, I'm not a super technical person. Like I'm a, I am a American Orange County cash apper Bitcoiner. Like I'm not a cypherpunk, I'm not any of this like stuff. Just so people know that. Like I'm not, look, I'm not like a digital nomad. I'm not any of this stuff. Like I live in a house like here in Orange County, like suburbs, Anaheim. Like, but so all that out of the way, 2020, again, made me realize like, dude, what are we doing to these businesses? Like, this is not, this is not right. And at the same time that like strike app was coming out and like btc pay server btc pay server has like everyone all it's been like the drum has been banged about it on like twitter and all this stuff but it fine i finally dove in and started to look at it when a friend asked me you know i'm doing my normal thing i'm talking about bitcoin and saying you know it's better savings technology all this stuff like you should get some and they're like dude but how does it help me now and again what is bitcoin what is like bitcoin sunday school tell me to say to them well, it lowers your time preference. And like in the future, it'll like be this or whatever, right? 
but it but it was a, that just didn't fit the conversation I was having because it was a very it was a really heartfelt like middle of the lockdowns like summer like dude this is cool but what about right now with like all this stuff that's happening like what about right now and that's when I was like dude bitcoin like what does peer to peer business actually mean what does no middlemen actually mean because right now a bunch of middlemen are saying that restaurants have to do the business on the sidewalk instead of in a building that they pay rent for and that doesn't make any sense and so it's like okay and that's what made me think like all the tools are available for bitcoin to work in commerce right now and none of that negates number go up or the investment case for bitcoin at all so i completely reject that like both those two things are like are competing with each other and i think they're completely symbiotic i think they completely work together because if we admit to ourselves and we know that bitcoin's better money then why would you ever want to do business in another money so with all that then you go down the path of like okay what are the easiest what are the main ways to accept bitcoin if you google if you google hey how does my coffee shop accept bitcoin you're going to most likely land at bitpay or you're going to land at coinbase commerce okay the problem with both of those is that they're not bitcoin only and they're like pretty like corporate not with the like freedom mission right now so those two don't work that's out and so as far as bitcoin only solutions there's like three choices you have there's two main ones it's btc pay server or open node and what happens between those two is the classic tension across the board in bitcoin there's always going to be this tension of the like open source free sovereign version that you have to learn how to deploy yourself and takes a little bit of time and it's a little rougher around the edges and might feel a little clunky to you or the more clean more kind of software as a service you know sign up for the cool web app like looks a little cleaner um but you have to kyc yourself and you have to you know go through their little box and then they cash you out you know every monday morning because it's custodial at the beginning but so those are like the two tensions and then the third one that's becoming better and better is Breeze Lightning Wallet has a really good point of sale app. So mm -hmm. back in 2020, I mainly stuck with learning BTC Pay Server, but and we can and I'll tell you like the the main ways to deploy BTC Pay Server. But now what I've realized is, dude, the only technology you need for your business to start accepting Bitcoin is a sticker that says Bitcoin and a wallet. That's it. Like, so if there's business owners out there that are interested in doing this, or even, even as I kind of like the first inbound is throw up a sticker that says Bitcoin, or if, it, if you're a website, just say that you accept Bitcoin because you have to, you have to start the conversation somewhere and then be ready with the wallets that you're going to recommend to people and know how to, because then two conversations are going to happen. You're going to have Bitcoiners walk up to you and they're going to say, why would I, that, why would I pay you in Bitcoin? Like I want to hold my Bitcoin and pay you in the weaker money, which completely makes sense. And you have to know how to counter that and offer them incentives and get them over that hump. Or normies are going to say, I don't have any Bitcoin. How do I get Bitcoin? Why would I do that? And you have to be willing to talk about both those things. So all of that is why, so I've kind of like, cause I realized after setting up BTC pay server for a few businesses, I realized that even that was like, it, it took more legwork than even that business really needed, like until they get a few transactions under their belt. And so now I just really try to like get people to take action, put up the sticker and like do that. So, um, but yeah, the hurdles. So the hurdles that I experienced with BTC pay server was 
that again, I have no, like the problem with like, there's no way to just, cause you actually are running the server. Like BTC pay server includes a full node. It includes a full node and includes all these other tools to do your lightning channel management and do all those things for you. And so you need, so your choices are you either own your own server and put it on that, or you have to pick a cloud provider or now like my node has it. And I'm pretty sure other like out of the box nodes have it. So that's positive. So the number one, and there's a little, there's, there's also a, one way that isn't super well known about how, or we just need to tell more people about it is that there's a cloud provider called Luna node out of Canada that has a one click BTC pay server install uh, with no command line. So what you do is you go to Luna node, you create a cloud account, which is you create a cloud account with them. And then for eight bucks a month, they will host your BTC pay server instance for you. And it comes out of the box with lightning and with on chain. And then you'll have, you know, the whole dashboard. So definitely the main way I learned how to do it was through that Luna node one click install. Yeah, I used a uh, Luna node and I'm kind of excited about all the different nodes that you can operate yourself, but yeah, that's kind of a steep learning curve for somebody. Um, I mean, I, I think like one of the biggest use case, like it, we're, I think pretty early to this conversation. I, w I wish it wasn't that way. I wish people could, uh, you know, really see the dangers that is coming for them, especially like when you look at the lockdowns and you look at the way the government arbitrarily enforces like these ridiculous business uh, policies that are just super uh, uh, unfriendly. I mean, I think California is kind of the worst of the worst, um, even before the lockdowns, but um, uh but yeah, I mean, you know, one of the biggest use cases I see right now is for like independent content creators and journalists to start accepting Bitcoin because they're getting deplatformed. And, you know, yep. most, most of the ones that I um, uh, follow already accept Bitcoin, um, you know, because the ones that I follow tend to talk about a little bit more controversial topics like what's actually happening in China or conflict journalism that isn't in uh approved by you know the mainstream or um you know what whatever um so um they 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 get it you know they really get it they they might be international too and have an international audience which i think is like a big use case for accepting bitcoin but i mean i, I think at the big you know it, it all um comes back to the idea of like, you know, do you want to take ownership over your life, over your business, over your community, or do you want to let somebody that uh, doesn't care, you know, is completely detached and has like right. horrible incentives and interests to have control over all of it. And totally. uh, yeah, completely agree. And then, but then also if you're, so all that stuff, I, even all that rambling about BTC pay server versus open node and versus all that stuff of like, I, I take people through all of that. What I've now, if I get a new person who like complete normie business owner, coffee shop, taco shop, whatever wants to talk about it. I start them off with actually this. I'm like, look, Bitcoin lightning undercuts credit card fees and eliminates chargebacks period. Like it, this is, I can make this make financial sense for your business period. And, and then the number one thing that you're going to have to do 
is you're going to have to offer an incentive to get people to pay with a different app. So, and here's the reason why. So Bitcoin Lightning is way cheaper than credit card fees. Way, way, way cheaper. It's like the interchange rate like is zero. Okay. And the customer pays the transaction fee instead of you, the business owner, number one. And then number two, because Bitcoin is actual an asset, like a piece of Bitcoin, a sat of Bitcoin is an asset. It's not a liability. And so I can't, when, after I pay your coffee shop, I can't call my credit card and say, Hey, someone stole my credit card. That wasn't my coffee. And then both, and then you have to deal with it and you're out the coffee and you're out the money. That doesn't happen on Bitcoin because the money actually moves. So you actually, you would have to physically send the refund. So that's two reasons why it's better for two reasons why it's better for businesses. And then all of this, like all of this talking and like having the Bitcoin sticker and having your employee at the counter know how to talk about Bitcoin is way more valuable than knowing how to run the most sovereign web server, like open a thing that you want, because that person has to be, has to say, Hey, four or 5% discount pay in Bitcoin or pay with the strike app. You also could like, there's ways to do this where you don't even have to say the word Bitcoin. You just say 5% discount for paying with a strike app. And look, you could even say, look, due to the lockdowns, we're like trying to adopt more uh, contactless payment, like what couch it in whatever language you want to couch it in, or just go right for it and say, look, Bitcoin is better money than dollars. Like, so for that reason, we offer a discount for paying, but still price everything in dollars. So it's like you ring up for your thing. Yeah, there'll be 575 for the cold brew. And it's like, hey, but if you pay in Bitcoin, it's five bucks. And then get people to download Strike app or download Cash app, and they'll just pay just pay your wallet at the thing. And then the re so after you get that going a few times, then the benefits of adding BTC Pay server or adding something else on top of it is so that the employee can't withdraw the Bitcoin. So then you just create this more of like a cash register system where it can only go in, it can only go in, and you as the business owner, you know, have have the withdrawals. So. But yeah, I like, I just want to tell people that, that like, I, I agree that we're early, but I also agree that if you're a motivated enough entrepreneur, because even some of these journalists, like I love, I love the journalists are doing it. I completely love that they're doing it, but having Bitcoin as one of like five options in all these websites, like push the credit card first, that doesn't, it's still not like, yeah, it, it requires the entrepreneur or the journalist to switch like switch over for a Bitcoin first um, mindset. That's why I love things like the, I don't know if you saw it, but like Strike App is coming out with their, like their payday product where you can, you just get your, like just regular W2 employees or anyone who gets a direct deposit, they can put it into Bitcoin just immediately right off of it. And so I think for me, that's something that's really helped me start to live with a Bitcoin first mindset of trying to, um, like I try to split up my Bitcoin into a savings account and into a checking account. And I try to spend and replace like inside my checking account, you know, once a week or once a month to just kind of keep, keep leaning, leaning into it. Yeah. I, the switch you're talking about, I think is going to unfortunately happen due to censorship. Um, you know, because we're watching Silicon, Silicon Valley is all colluding with each other and, and coordinating these uh, censorship attacks and, and it's one thing to de-platform somebody but it's a whole nother thing to um, uh, enact financial censorship and, and for the payment processors to stop supporting different people you know and, and you know it it is really scary right now you know if 
you know, they could very well be like, if you're team, a team red business, you know, we're going to, we're going to stop supporting payments because we don't want to be associated with the domestic terrorists or whatever, you know, the rhetoric looks like. And so, I mean, I, I think that's where, you know, a major switch is going to flip and uh, hopefully yeah. we'll be ready to help those people um, because it's yeah. just garbage. Um, right. Right. And so, yeah, um, let's, let's talk about the lightning network a little bit. So, yeah. uh, my my stepdad, if he's listening, he's he's just recently got into Bitcoin. He'll be like, I, I don't even understand how to do a transaction. Um, yeah. So so what are some of the easiest ways to get involved in on the Lightning Network? So you talked about some apps um, to pay. For- yeah. So yeah. So Lightning Network. So there's two layers of the Bitcoin network, or there's so there's the base layer of the Bitcoin network, which um, everyone's pretty familiar with. It just, that's where the blocks get added every, every 10 minutes. If you go to mempool.space, that's my favorite like mempool checker right now, which mempool is all the back, like all the transactions that are waiting to get into the block and verified on the base layer. And why I like mempool.space is because it's a very visual representation of, of that auction to get into, get your transaction into the block, everything. So because, because that is a very, like secure process and takes a lot of computing power and all the ASICs and all that things. Day-to-day sends and the small tips, like if you want to tip the podcast or tip whatever, 50 cents a dollar, all these things, that won't work on the on the base layer. So now there's side chains and second layers being being created. So three my three favorites of side chains even right now are Lightning, RSK, and Liquid. And each of those have different, and what's going to happen is that all these different second layers are all going to have different trust models and it's going to, there's just going to be different trade-offs all over the place about it. But so for the lightning network, the lightning network, what happens is instead of, instead of when I would send a, when I would send a transaction over to Alex on the base chain, it would again, have to go through that, that auction to get into the block. And then would have to be, and then it would have to be stamped in the block. And so Alex and I would both be waiting for our block, my fee, to come up in the in the auction, and then get stamped. Lightning Network. What happens is that me and Alex open a light, open a Lightning channel between our node, and think of it as like an abacus. And so you know, there's like there's this many beads on this side and this many beads on this side, and it's like it's basically like IOUs being sent back and forth, but but better than IOUs. It's like it's like in between. Cause it definitely settles. It definitely settles. Like I can't, I cannot go and reach over to, to Alex's and pull the beats. He has to send them, but none of it is going, but so us paying each other back and forth, back and forth, back and forth doesn't settle until we decide to close the channel or I decide to take some of it out to put it back on the base layer. And so the way that I think about it a lot is the lightning network is like my checking account and the base, the base chain is like my um, savings account is how I think about it. So the easiest ways for people to get involved are the best lightning wallets, in my opinion, are Blue Wallet, Wallet of Satoshi, and Breeze. Um, B-R-E-E-Z, no E. So yeah, Blue Wallet, Wallet of Satoshi, and Breeze. And then the easiest way to like buy lightning Bitcoin or get your Bitcoin is through the Strike app. So search LN Strike too for that. And and then also fold like Alex's hat. So what I love doing, here's what I love doing as far as, like I said, lean, leaning into the Bitcoin economy. What I love doing is 
buying dinner over Uber Eats. So you load your Strike app and you buy an Uber Eats gift card on Fold, pay with Lightning, and then whatever change is left over inside your Strike app, you dump that to your own wallet of Satoshi or your own blue wallet. So you're paying Lightning invoices out of your checking account so that you're getting used to the Lightning network. And then you're also stacking up Lightning Bitcoin in your own wallet too, you know, so that you're stacking and saving for the future. So that's the way that I love um, like getting, like still stacking Bitcoin, still making number go up and making your savings go up, which is positive. But then you're also, you know, beginning to try out um, gift cards. And some people kind of like, so are gift cards the end game? No, gift cards aren't the end game. Obviously, it'd be sick to go just straight to ubereats.com and pay with your strike app or pay with your lightning wallet. Totally. But what's sweet is we are seeing these like these middle like gift card companies that are helping people start to transition to living on Bitcoin. Because this is the way that you would do it if you have a fiat job. If you are already getting paid in Bitcoin and you've already switched over to that, then Fold app and others allow you to kind of live in both economies. You're still able to live in the Bitcoin circular economy and you're able to still, you know, shop at whatever restaurants you want. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good explanation. And just to dumb it down real quick. So like Bitcoin, the base layer is kind of like cash and lightning and liquid and all these other uh, second layers are, are like, you know, banks and, um, not, not that they act like banks, but they're like banks and Venmo where you can send the cash digitally and you eventually settle in cash because it's, it's, uh, not, in the way that our economy, globalized economy, digital economy works, it, it would be kind of ridiculous to to bring a pallet of like um, cash everywhere you go to to pay for things. And, and Lightning makes that a lot more efficient and a lot better. Um, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, people will talk about, wait, the Bitcoin, Bitcoin is just this giant open source thing that's just going to continue sucking in big, big, big value. And so it's going, Bitcoin, the base layer is going to be like treasuries and like US treasuries and like real estate and like these just giant, giant things. And so don't, yeah, don't be afraid of starting to lean into the second layer. Um, Cause it's also really, that was, that was a big part for me of like 2020 really I feel really great about where Bitcoin development is. And like I said, all these, like even mentioning RSK now, RSK is not something I'm super, um, like I can't even explain what it is, but it, the fact that develop, the fact that there's developers in the world coming up with all of these different things on top of Bitcoin just proves how much mindshare it has in the, in the entire world, I guess. So it's like, and definitely, definitely encourage people to like, what I'm trying to say with all that is definitely encourage people to get your hands dirty, get your hands dirty and just, and just play with things and try different apps because the more comfortable you get with Bitcoin is it's just really going to pay off. Like I just love, I, even last year, like last year was really my first year of learning BTC pay server and running my own node and, you know, trying out multiple lightning wallets and, you know, doing all those things. And it's, um, it's fun. And, it, and it, it will definitely, it makes you realize how it opens your mind and it does, then you kind of go down these, like it makes it more cosmic, like everything that Bitcoin um, has the potential to touch and change. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm pretty excited about the Lightning Network, and uh, I'm, I'm just at the the very beginning of my learning process with it. There's a lot to learn, um, and I'm kind of in that similar position where I'm playing around with it and running nodes, and you know, uh, trying the different apps, and it, it's it's really exciting. But I, I mean, I, I think it's going to become an inevitability where everybody has to support Lightning. You know, where we're not going to be able to. Um, do things on the base, like, you know, for my entire time in Bitcoin since 2018, I'm, I'm pretty new to it, but um, all the exchanges I've used, I've always sent transactions on the base layer, but fees are going up. And, yep. uh, you know, as the price is going up, even though according to some media, we're in a bear market right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's so funny. Well, and that guy, so yeah, people look up the CNN business article from like four days ago about they were literally like Bitcoin dropped. Now we're in a bear market. The same journalist four days later said touch 40,000 again, the same journalist. Like it's just, that was ridiculous. But dude, I have this idea that I uh, ping this off you with like lightning network and, and even what you kind of said about Tucson and just that area. I think a really powerful thing. <laughs> uh, maybe there's still like, I'm still naive about like government being able to fix things and like infrastructure bureaucrats being able to fix things. But Dude, something that I think would be really powerful. I think public transit, public transit needs to adopt Bitcoin Lightning. And, and this also goes to what you're saying of, yes, the, the next waves of people that are on board to Bitcoin, the whole both, both layers is going to get abstracted away. It's just going to just, it, it will be Bitcoin. And there will be single QR codes for, for Bitcoin and Lightning. And you'll, you will scan it and your wallet will, it'll all obscure that all away. That's the other thing. If people are watching this and you're frustrated with Bitcoin in some way, most likely you're frustrated with the exchange you're using or the wallet that you're using. So realize that there's completely tons of options and don't allow what, what, what other software you're using to let you color and give you a bad impression of like Bitcoin the system is doing. And then, dude, that's why I think his public transit adopting like these people like these, like, well, how do we get Bitcoin in the hands of like multiple people, right? We have to, well, we have to get companies paying people in Bitcoin so that they, because people that hold cash and live paycheck to paycheck are hurt the worst by the cancel on effect and by money, like by money printing, ironically, are hurt, the, are hurt the worst because everyone that gets the money, everyone at the top levels of society that get the new money, what do they do? They put it into assets. And that's why we're seeing all the asset inflation and houses are more expensive and, and the stock market keeps going up and all these things. And then the main, you know, low income workers and just day-to-day -day workers, you know, they're all in cash and they all just sit with their low checking account balances and pay their bills and pay their rent. And then it just is what it is. If we, it would be great to see public transit from the bottom up switch to Bitcoin lightning because number it saves the, the bureaucracy fees on credit cards and fees on handling all the change moving around and handling all the physical cash moving around and it saves them fees on credit cards. So no longer is Visa taking a skim off of, again, all these low income people using public transit and it gets the better currency in the hands of the people that like that need it. So if you start like the hands of a day, so uh, a minimum wage worker on public transit in any city across America, if they got to a million sats and we're able to then be stacking uh, again any like 10 bucks a month into bitcoin 
while at the same time using lightning on public transit, the whole system would like start to like get better from the bottom. Yeah, I didn't even think about that as a possibility. That's a pretty crazy idea. Um, I I could see like a city like uh, Cheyenne, Wyoming, or or I don't know what their public transportation looks like because there's only like ninety thousand people there. But like Miami, yeah. you know, Miami, the Miami yeah. mayor seems pretty open minded uh, to these yeah. ideas and even considering using Bitcoin as a treasury asset. But like. Yeah. Like I love, because I love trains. Like my, my dad used to work for the um, public transit up in Seattle and I like big fan of Amtrak, big fan of Metrolink. Like I use Metrolink here, like in LA and Orange County all the time. And to be able to pay $1.75 and, you know, go to West Hollywood or go to wherever is sick. Like, that's cool. I like riding Metrolink, but swiping my credit card in their big terminals to pay them $1.75 does not cash flow guaranteed does not cash flow and you can talk to anybody involved in any of these agencies public transit does not cash flow so they need like they need it and it would just be a literal like whatever technology costs that would again that would cost completely worth it because it's it's like it's empowering the lives of the riders also while making the the government budget stretch farther yeah i mean it it, the the whole idea kind of predicates on the assumption that the government actually cares about normal totally. people. So, totally. I mean, what, what I know about Tucson is if, if other cities start implementing that in like 2025 or sooner, we'll, we'll probably be 10 years behind them. Um, totally. So, but yeah, I mean, it, it really is a cool idea. I mean, there's, see, the ideas like that are, are really, um, uh, legitimate solutions that we can uh, really start enacting to really fix the issues that we're seeing right now. I mean, Tucson public transportation is pretty brutal. I, I experienced it when I first moved here. Um, you know, you sit and wait for a bus for 15 to 30 minutes and 100 plus degree weather or, you know, it's raining really hard during the monsoon season. It's just you know, it's, it's pretty brutal. And, you know, you know, what you're talking about is, is they're operating at major losses because it's, it's, it, people don't think about this stuff. So like, you know, if you go into like a gas uh, station, you know, it's a little bit more remote or, you know, maybe even the city and you see the sign that says there will be an extra fee charged on debit transactions or credit transactions under X amount. It's because of yep. these humongous fees that are being so, so like a dollar 75 transaction might have somewhere like a 50 cent fee. So it's really like they're getting a dollar 25 and that's, that's a huge yeah. amount of money being skimmed. Um, totally. Completely. And big, and look, and Bitcoin fixes this. And so people, yeah, Bitcoin fixes this. That's why people are so excited about it and so ra like radicalized about it. And so it's just the internet does its thing on it. Yeah. I mean, and, it, and then vice versa, the, the establishment is, is incentivized to not see it happen. And so and I'm, kind of, I'm kind of starting to see that of like this, like for example, this recent article where you know, the guy is like locked out of his you know, wallet, right? 
that just floats around and like just scares people so much. And I'm like, dude, like, yes, that's a bummer for that guy, but that won't happen when you listen to Alex and you listen to like me and you talk to like people and you start small and you learn how to do it yourself, that, that won't happen to you. So don't allow, like, think about the incentives of these, of these people that are releasing that story. Think about that and think about how giant, like Bitcoin, this is the first time that regular people have ever had a front seat at the table too. That's the other reason why it's a revolution. This is the first time regular people have ever had a front seat to make a lot of money. And, and in a way that actually frees them and in a way that doesn't, everyone buying into Bitcoin is not a zero sum, it's not a zero sum game. That's what's awesome about it too, is that it, the fact that the fact that Bitcoin can protect the melting ice cube of like a billionaire venture capitalist and like my little brother delivering pizzas is a very like power to the people thing. And that that's why I'm like really excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, just to break down the, uh, the vested interest fighting back against something like this. So, you know, you have the biggest companies in the world, you, you know, um, Apple's getting into payment processing uh, with their card and Apple Pay. Google's into it. Amazon's into it. Uh, you know, Visa, MasterCard, you know, all the millions of payment processors out there. Like, you know, Square is probably one of the biggest ones that I see around. Um, you know, that's a, that's a lot of weight up against <laughs> this. You know, a lot of lobbying yeah. money, a lot of energy totally. that... Yeah. People... People should listen to the Jack Mahler's episode with Preston Pish, where he talks about, again, the strike app, because Jack does a really great job of talking about how Bitcoin is the, the open standard. Bitcoin is the open standard. And so PayPal and Robinhood and all like these apps that are trying to build walled garden Bitcoin, those walls are going to come down. They're going to be financially forced to take those walls down because us, the individuals and us, the crowd is incentivized to continue to keep Bitcoin the open standard. And so that's, um, that'll be really exciting to watch over the next, over the next, um, yeah, little bit. Yeah, I mean, that, that whole concept of, of creating the wall garden is just so limited. And, you know, one of the things that's coming up that I'm pretty excited about, I, I don't play a whole lot of video games anymore, but um, is, is uh, lightning, on like uh, CSGO, you know, where people yep. can uh, have a little bit of skin in the game. I, I forgot which podcast I was listening to that on. It might've been Guy Swan, but uh, I mean, yeah. you know, you're not going to be able to take your PayPal or Robinhood fake Bitcoin and go play no. video games with it or um, no. do any of this stuff. Totally, totally. I think then that's another reason why people should be incentivized to, again, just continue, continue stacking stats because every day, every day is getting better and being able to, and that's the reason why you should learn how to do lightning because again, lo loading into just a random video game that you want to try and throwing in a thousand stats or throwing in 10,000 stats, you can't, you don't want to do that on the base layer. You want to protect the base layer as like your long-term holding all that stuff. And then learning lightning and playing around and supporting like these people building on it is yeah just a great way to get involved yeah yeah and so okay so we're talking about a lot of really uh uh you know com 
complex topics right now that, you know, if somebody's brand new into Bitcoin, they're going to be like, what the heck are these people talking about? So some good resources yeah. to get into. I mean, you know, you've got YouTube and whatever I would, I'm on YouTube, but I would caution anybody on YouTube. Um, uh, there's, uh, you know, reach out to me or reach out to people on Bitcoin, Twitter clubhouse that I I've been loving clubhouse, uh, Nick yeah. Carter invited me and, nice, uh, you know, they just have these panels where you can sit and ask really cool questions. And then, yep. you know, Brian and I are also really passionate about Bitcoin meetups. So get to a local Bitcoin meetup with Bitcoiners, you know, and ask questions. Yep. Um, Completely. And like uh, my DMs are open on Twitter. It's Brian Harrington. And yeah, definitely ask questions, ask questions because Bitcoiners, everyone, it's just like learning anything, right? The people that have like kind of dove in and learned about it and are in, like you forget how much you know completely forget how much you know and so ask ask questions love talking about it. yeah i mean i've been reading and and doing this stuff every day for like three years and uh um or almost three years and uh yeah i mean it, it's kind of crazy to look back at uh how much the space has changed in that amount of time you know with uh um just how much more sophisticated everything's uh, the infrastructure's gotten, you know, the higher levels of, uh, yeah. um, discussion, you know, it's, yeah. it might've just been like, when I got in, I was on YouTube listening to people talking about like their fake technical analysis of like how Bitcoin totally. is going to go to the moon, like in 2019. And mm -hmm. I mean, it kind of did, it went to 14,000 then crashed again, mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, but yeah, it's just, yeah. Dude, yeah. I've been there too. I've completely been there. And I still, I still am. I love, I love YouTube. Like, I love that you're on YouTube. I love, I love that, um, like you take the time to do this. And that's why I love sitting down because I just want people to know, like, I'm like, I care a lot about like the other people on the other end of this, like watching on their computer or watching on their couch or watching on the TV or watching or whatever, because, because I am that I, I completely am that like, dude, I watched tone Vase and Jimmy song. And like, I, when I first read um, the Bitcoin standard, like I would just YouTube Safedine and I watched every, every interview. And, you know, that's what people, um, that's how you learn. Like, so I super appreciate everyone that takes the time to talk about it. And, and like, like Alex said, it's great in person. It's, it's uh, super fun in person. Yeah. I, I mean, I've just been blown away by how helpful the Bitcoin community is um, because it's very, uh, <laughs> You know, it's very different than um, other, you know, like the world of traditional finance. And, it, and that might change in the future as it grows. But, you know, a lot of people are in it for um, idealist purpose, like, you know, really trying to fix problems. Um, it's also way different than the political world. Like I was thinking about this the other day. When's the last time some are starting to do it? And that's positive. But politicians will not get down in the comments and talk with people like get down and dirty in the comments, 14, 15, 16 replies deep of, Hey, like, what is the actual, like, what are we actually talking about? And like actually talking, um, they won't do it. So, but Bitcoin as well, Bitcoin as well. And that's why, and same thing with some of these hedge fund guys. Oh, sick dude. You're going to say it like, Oh, um, oh, okay. All that's fake. Dude, it's not all fake. The fact that again, yeah, for the last three years, 
both of us were doing this every single day and reading all these books and listening to all these podcasts and like having legitimate, again, back like 16, 17, 18 reply deep conversations about every single aspect of the Bitcoin network and the incentives and the mining and the way that everything works together and the second layers and all this stuff. None of that's fake. There's a proof, there's a very like proof of work in all of that too. The, like the amount of mental energy that's been poured into this thing and banged like against the wall on this thing is real. That's completely real. And so for like Nick Carter and Alop do a good job of pointing this out of like, when economists try to say like, Bitcoin won't work because it doesn't meet my theory for X. Uh, I'm sorry, like Bitcoin is already working. Bitcoin are, it is a thing. The network is alive and it didn't die today. And it releases blocks every 10 minutes. So I'm sorry, like that is very literally a thing. So you can take your armchair quarterbacking and take your whiteboarding and whatever you're trying to do over there away because that you're like, you're trying to contradict the reality that millions of people experience with your like the theory and words. And that doesn't make any sense. Well, I mean, financially, I, I've just come to the point where I'm so fed up with it, that it, it just seems like flat earth um, <laughs> ideology is what it, it, you know, we, we found a telescope and figured out that the earth isn't flat and is not the center of the universe and um right. you know and they're they're fighting against it they don't want to you know it makes sense they they have control right they have totally a lot of control in the fiat monetary system look i'm glad you said that about the telescope too because so for like this is like a convoluted you know buzzword like technical thing but like bitcoin solved the byzantine generals problem a very literal mathematical, like science, computer science step forward for humanity. The ability, because before this, we couldn't create a digital money because everything digital can be easily copied. When I send Alex an email, we both have a copy of the email. So that doesn't work for money. Like, so that's, so just so people understand, that's what a blockchain is. That's why when you hear this word blockchain, all of that means like it's the, the thing, the sat, verifiably moved from me to him and it's no longer with me. That's all what that means. And so when people try to strip this word blockchain out of Bitcoin and put it in all these other corporate weird, like bull on applications, none of that makes any sense. That'd be like taking a transmission out of a car and like duct taping it to a refrigerator. That's completely ridiculous. And so when you hear people say that word and thankfully this has gotten way better, completely way better. But when you hear people try to talk about this word blockchain or like Bitcoin won't work, but the under tech, underlying technology will, none of that makes any sense. That's all corporate whitewashing of the revolution that we started this whole podcast with. Just so people like, that's what, so everyone is trying to hit Bitcoin, which again, proves how powerful it is. If every single, you know, corporate interest and, you know, establishment interest in the world, you know, is coming out of the woodwork to have an opinion about it. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see. Uh, I, I know JP Morgan's been trying to uh, create their own digital currency that they call a blockchain or a cryptocurrency, something like that. It'll be interesting to see what that looks like. And, you know, with, with the other ideas that have been kind of thrown out there by um, more uh, 
establishment oriented companies and, and governments and central banks. Um, it'll, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, it's funny when I started the pos- podcast, it was uh, Tucson blockchain, you know, and, and uh, Bitcoin Twitter uh, reformed me pretty quick uh, in that regard, you know, whereas blockchain is just kind of like snake oil. That's <laughs> Dude, so what I love now, though, is so I agree. And that happened a lot in 2017. But what I'm super thankful for now, actually, is like, I've done the whole just the whole curve on the whole thing. Now, the fact that people are branded under blockchain, but they're, you know, explaining Bitcoin, explaining freedom and doing all that stuff. That's actually positive, because then we're just SEO'd for all the words. And another example of this is like, I really like the altcoin daily, like YouTube channel, I really appreciate those guys. And they speak so much truth and so much research into what their positions on Bitcoin and on and on the other stuff that they cover, that it's very good news. It is very good news. And the fact that they're explaining to people every single day that may be interested in kind of chasing down other things is positive. Because people can look, chase it down, chase it down and do the mental work and and like, do like work on it yourself. Don't don't take um, just words at face value from like others. Um, but I think that's a great, that's a, it's a cool thing that Bitcoin is provably winning it all, like before our eyes, because all these words are starting to point back to Bitcoin, regardless of what they almost like used to mean. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's drastically, drastically shaping the world of finance. Um, you know, if you look at how uh, Robinhood or PayPal w- have disrupted the the world of uh, payments and finance, uh, you know, and just imagine that um, multiplied by like a billion, you know, that's what Bitcoin is doing and will be doing. Um, because I mean, we we need to be able to transact peer to peer. Like that's becoming very without third party intermediary intermediaries like that's becoming very very uh blatant you know and and obvious you know as we're watching people you know payment processors just shut people down you know bank accounts um will be closed and it can just happen arbitrarily you know can it could look like i mean what in one of your videos you talked about um uh layer of mayor of uh los angeles i forgot his name forchetti um yeah or Garcetti, yeah, uh, talking about um, shutting people's water and power off to their houses. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, I'm sorry, what? What did you just say? Like, what? Why were those words put in that order? That doesn't make, like, that doesn't make any sense. That's like, that's, I, I keep saying this and I'll think, like, I use this word crazy and I feel like it's losing its meaning. Like the word crazy is physically losing its meaning <laughs> because I just keep using it. And I'm, and, I, and I'm struggling for, I, I talk about this then a lot too, jumping off that, that like, we need new language. We completely need new language. And like, I don't even, the word socialism, the word capitalism, the word like all these things, I'm ready to throw all of that out. And like we, like at Bitcoin is, they like have this shirt where it's like conservative crossed out, liberal crossed out, libertarian crossed out. And they just like, it just writes Bitcoin. In. And that's very where I'm at of, no, dude, the world is different now. And we just need brand new solutions and brand new words. And because I want to see 
and then slightly adopting the old paradigm, I really want to see, you know, the like right-wing populists and left-wing populists and just anti-establishment of all flavors really unite, really unite. And I've never seen such a unifying force as Bitcoin to be able to do that in the general, you know, everyone on the internet, like generally wants to see this like third way, no labels, you know, figure arise and like do this thing. And it's like, maybe the figure, maybe no figure is coming. Maybe the figure is Bitcoin. And, and I, and I want to, I I'm, I'm anticipating 2021 showing that even more so as you know, frustration with the old world continues to just grow and grow and grow. I'm, I'm anticipating more and more people coming to that conclusion. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, it's pretty incredible. I mean, it, it, it seems like things are really pushing to be more decentralized. You know, people are moving out of the cities and, you know, kind of rejecting uh, the idea of like central planning and government just because they see it's been ridiculous for a long time, but it's just like way more obvious, um, you know, when it's like Walmart can be open, but, you know, you can't even eat outside at uh, Bob's bar or, you know, it's like. <laughs> totally, totally. Like, Completely. it's, yeah, I just watched uh, this insane video from the Daily Caller on uh, the California lockdowns and just it, lots of interviews of different people. And I had the, you know, I, I get to be kind of tapped into the Tucson economy a little bit and, and talk with business owners here about what they're facing. And it, it's pretty interesting. I mean, like the um, the mayor, you know, here shut down um, sporting events and then uh, implemented a curfew from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. And everybody knows it's ridiculous, um, the curfew is, but they don't think about like, how an action like canceling sporting events impacts the hospitality industry, you know, because like, you know, I have a friend that's a, a hotel owner and she's trying to like her best to like be compliant and like take care of her staff and like really invest in the community. And like if all these sporting events get canceled and they just go up to Phoenix instead of Tucson, then, you know, that's just another crushing blow to her business and totally. to the people work in there. So it's, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. And that's even like a small decision. That's, a, that's a fraction of what we're seeing other places. Um, but, uh, I just keep, and look, and my thing to them, and this is what I say to mayors and city council people here in orange County is just, what was the point of being elected? What was your point? What was the point of being elected? If that's the decision that you're making, that doesn't make any sense to me. Like what, Again, back to like when I would work for these people, I'd be like, you know, you see things that are wrong with the city and you wanna you wanna change them. And it's like, what I don't I don't understand. Like the like a super opportunity to kind of be a leader in a gap of leadership arose and you're choosing to be unhelpful. That's to me, that's really weird. Well, and I think that's a really important idea. I was gonna ask you earlier and just kind of got excited about other topics but um a lot of people so like bitcoin in particular is you know when people dive in and try and understand it and try and figure out how to use it it's, it's oftentimes the very first time that they um learn to define these things of like what is government what is money 
these things that are very, very fundamental um, in our society functioning. Like, you know, it would make sense that these would be like some of the first things that get taught in school after how do you read and how do you do basic uh, math, Um, but they're not, you know? And so, you know, what, what, you, you've talked about this a little bit in other places, but how would you how how do you define government? Like, what is the role of elected officials? Yeah, dude. I mean, what is the role of elected officials? I think the the role of elected officials is to. I don't know, man. I don't know. I think uh, I'm trying to use, I'm, I'm trying to do that thing where I, I'm trying to use new language. I'm not trying to like, cause I could easily just be like the role of elected officials is to, you know, try to keep um, the peace and keep, you know, government out of the way of the citizens, you know, being a barrier between the bureaucracy and the like, but all of that is just fluff and buzzwords. Like it, like to me, a positive, uh, to me, something a positive elected official can do is get very, very granular on where is the money going? Because the reason why, the reason why government is so powerful is because they extract money from everyone else and then they make decisions. And almost at every level, you're like choosing winners and losers. And so you have to, a good elected official will, you know, find a way to stop picking winners and losers, stop picking winners and losers, and just return the money to the people, return the money to the people, I think is, is, is basically where we're at now, because it's like sweet that you're building a new gazebo for the park and you're voting on, hey, do you approve this $85,000 for the new gazebo for the park? What if we don't? What if we just don't build a gazebo? And what if we just return the money? Honestly. And, and it's like, okay, well, the people said they wanted a gazebo. They probably said they wanted a gazebo because they didn't know that returning the money was an option. But if you straight up gave them the option of, hey, do you want this money back or do you want this gazebo? Dude, people are gonna pick the money, dude. Look at look at how many people like we've we've completely everyone's just like waiting for their stimulus check, waiting for this check, waiting for the check. How about just don't take it from them? Like what if we actually don't what if we actually don't need that? You know? And so and and, and again, I'm not trying to say that from like I'm not trying to say that from like an, oh, you know, cause then, well, you know, government's necessary. Like who will, who will build the roads? Like, I, I don't even want to get into that like philosophical like thing. That's not even what I'm trying to say. I'm literally trying to say, you're a little small town. The roads are already built. We are where we are. We, we literally are where we are. I'm talking about in 2021, you just got elected. You just sat down. It's your first city council meeting. What's something positive you could do? Something positive you could do is lower fees and return the money. Like that's, that's what you can do. And you could 
put Bitcoin on your balance sheet to solve your most likely your unfunded liabilities. Cause that's a problem. The, all the like, and then you, right. It, it all comes back down to the money and it comes down to making tough decisions. And I think that's the best thing. And then I would just start advocating against lockdowns, against lockdowns. These businesses have to be allowed to um, open up. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I appreciate about the Arizona governor, I know he's gotten a lot of heat um, from some people on the left, which, you know, is, um, you know, fine. But, you know, one of the things he's done is like, he hasn't been out there mandating as much as we've seen in other places. Um, you know, he's done some things like, you know, they initially closed down the gyms, you know, which we now know probably wasn't the best idea. Um, you know, limiting capacity in restaurants and stuff like that. But a, a lot of what he did was education, you know, getting out there and like treating people like adults and, um, uh, you know, really trying to empower them to make good decisions. And, you know, all there's no mass mandate which the Tucson mayor is super upset about, but like everybody's wearing masks, you know, and everybody, all the restaurants are asking and requiring of it um, because it's just, you know, uh, some people like have really strong feelings against masks and, and Bitcoin. I don't really care. You know, I, I just don't see how it's like really like, I, I get where the like frustration around a mandate of being told what to do is, but like for, for me personally to wear one, like, first of all, like it feels a little bit more anonymous and in, in the surveillance state, um, which is kind of oh. nice, but um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's cool, you know, and I really appreciate that. And that's like a position of leadership. I have a lot of respect for, you know, yep. and, and to see like the, attacks against that you know where people are just cheering on totalitarianism you know is kind of kind of crazy but yeah i mean your point to like people don't realize that there is another option you know it, it it's pretty uh pretty wild i i saw a twitter post a while ago you know where somebody was talking to elected officials and and they said you know a good uh um, way to to look at your policies and ask if they're a good idea or not is to ask would people like follow them if there was an option to opt out and i thought that was yeah i thought that was incredible the other thing that i would say is dude just be a regular person just be a regular person tweet like a regular person reply to people like a regular person um and and again of whatever stripe whatever stripe you are just be a regular person and go on literally go on YouTube shows, you, you know, start your own YouTube show, like, like stream to your phone. Stop high, uh, the whole, just like having PR people write your press releases and do all these things. And like always being like politically calculating and all that stuff. No, that doesn't work anymore. It literally doesn't. And then, and we can see it. You can see politicians that are great at just being regular people and they're more interesting. They're completely more interesting. At least they're like, I, I think party, as much as as bad as partisanship like is in the United States, which is bad, the people that are interesting actually do blur the lines. Like if you actually get them for a two hour podcast, they blur the lines. Just mm-hmm. like just like anybody, you talk to anybody across the whole United States for two hours, they'll blur the lines. 
And so that's would be the thing of like, stop releasing sound bites and start releasing the wider thing. When you tweet every, the other reason, like Bitcoiners, Bitcoiners tweet for nine hours a day, every day. There's a hive mind of Bitcoin every day, 24, seven, 365. Like it's always going, always going, always going. So that feedback loop of just like solution, 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 solution uh, is just always firing. And I'm just not, I'm not convinced that, I'm not convinced that like that's happening in politics land. Like there's no way it just, it just is completely bogged down in nonsense half the time instead of just solution, 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 solution. Well, yeah, I mean, there's no transparency. It's all like backroom deals and, you know, it, it, like Andrew Cuomo winning an Emmy pretty much sums it up. Um, it's just a big performance and yeah, I mean, there, there's definitely some people out there, uh, uh, politicians that are, that are pretty interesting, you know, that go and appear on podcasts and, you know, I, I, I've traditionally leaned right. Um, I'm, you know, Bitcoin turned me into kind of an anarchist. Um, but you know, I have a lot of respect for people like, um, Tulsi Gabbard, you know, who goes out there and wages war, and then, uh, you know, really like has like some integrity or like the Justin Amashes of the world. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I like that idea of like a new, um, uh, you know, using different mediums um, to really like communicate with the people and, and, and be interested in them because it, it is completely different. Like, you know, a politician that sits around and, you know, Andrew Yang was really interesting in the, I was literally about to say his name too. I, I want to hear your take too. But I, because so Andrew Yang, I agree. I, I liked him. Dude, I, I, I liked him. I tweeted about him. I, I like started the Twitter account for him. Like it's all, it was sick. And, but you watched him then kiss the ring and bow and start mm -hmm. talking like all the other people. And now even to this day, he hasn't reversed course and now just talks like everybody else. Like he lost complete, nothing is interesting about him anymore. He now completely yeah. sounds like everybody else. And, and it's, it's crazy to watch that happen. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've been pretty disappointed with him. And, and I think his, uh, I got um, pretty invested in his campaign. Um, and I, for the very first time, registered as a Democrat to vote in the primary yeah. for him, even yeah. after he dropped out. Um, totally. It's, I think this is just, you know, when you look at politics, it's just such a, uh, big machine, you know, and it's, you, you can't really fight it in conventional methods and go into politics and change things because it's just, you know, it's trying to swim up river. Um, and yeah. it, you know, you're going to get exhausted and eventually give up. I mean, you see like everybody, they either, um, you know, stick by their guns and accomplish nothing like Ron Paul. Um, well, he, yep. he accomplished some stuff, but like in educating, people i mean you know i've been very inspired by him um and have learned a lot from him i mean his book and the fed and and watching somebody go and stick it to the the um uh central bankers and um like bernanke and it, yep. it, it's pretty incredible i mean he definitely started a movement you know and and gave a voice to a lot of people that needed it and i really appreciate that but like as far as like a policy standpoint he, he didn't really accomplish much um, so, you, you know, you either don't accomplish anything, you get frustrated and get like silenced and kicked out like Tulsi or, um, 
you become a sellout like Bernie and, and Yang. And I'm really disappointed. I mean, I donated to his campaign. Um, and uh, it's probably, probably one of the last times I'll ever do that, you know, because it, I feel like I have like a real solution in, in Bitcoin to really like do things that are actually productive. So, yeah. 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 I, yeah. Feel the complete, feel the complete same way. And, and the thing I would say about Ron Paul and the thing I would say about just Tulsi and people in general is, I think you also realize how the power of like personal brands, personal brands are now more influential than like the overarching brands now. So you're seeing this in, you're seeing this in media where everyone's leaving to do their own podcast and their own sub stack and their own, you know, tweets and doing all that stuff. And so the actual, like the CNN, the Fox News, the cable television is like losing its power. And you're seeing this in political campaigns, dude. Trump was his own personal brand. Obama was his own personal brand. Bernie Sanders is his own personal brand. Andrew Yang, you know, was and and is to a certain extent, like AOC is her own brand. Any of these people that like, we kind of know their name and they're not just like the faces, faceless congressional person from 46, wherever, like they have, their, their brand is more powerful than what the words Republican or Democrat even mean anymore. Them as a person, because we're all down for influencers. Like, dude, Instagram influencers is like, that's the thing. Like that holds power. And Twitter influencers, journalists, individual journalists, all that stuff, like that's that's what holds the power. And so politics, I think people realize that, like, dude, having a personal brand of an of being an activist and being a, like standing for something is almost way more important than any like policy wins or whatever, because everything is just narrative and everything is just memes and everything is just whatever. And so I, that's what I would be like, everyone as like an activist and like a public face should just be focused on that. And like, regardless of like, if you ever run for office or don't run for office, or if you're already in office and you lose like it, all of that, you can always be building just who you are as a person in your portfolio of things you've done in your life across your entire life. And to me, to me, that's exciting. To me, that's exciting that people can, like, I love knowing that people can pivot and do lots of different things and like enter, look, entertainment and politics and activism and everything. It's just all the same thing. It's, it's all the same thing. And it's all the same, like, uh, how to win friends and influence people is like, it's nothing about that has like really changed other than the like tools they use to do it. So, and that's what, but so when you interact with politicians that just have no interest in like being a regular person or no interest in just kind of like, like they literally don't have a personal brand and they don't have it, like they don't have a nuanced opinion of anything. I'm just like, what, what is the point then of what you're doing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it really is interesting to see these brands kind of rise up. I mean, some that come um, to mind are, are, you know, for the progressives, people like uh, Kyle Kalinske, you know, and then on your typical run-of-the-mill liberal, you know, David Pakman, and then uh, Joe Rogan, who's just kind of like your average guy. Um, you know, the way that Joe Rogan shapes public opinion is just incredible. Like, he's yep. just so full of reason. You know, I don't agree with him on everything, and you know, you probably shouldn't ever agree with anybody on everything, but um, it, I mean, it is cool to see that, you know, it kind of gives me hope that there is like a voice of reason out there mm -hmm. that isn't insane. Um, yep. And yeah, I mean, 
uh, I mean, I talking about influencers, like seeing Adam Curry get into Bitcoin and, you know, champion podcasting 2.0, which I haven't figured out yet. Um, but uh, yeah, that one's tough for me too. I haven't got it either. Dude, uh, yeah, Guy Swan's a good guy to talk to about that um, because he's all set up and, and so is Adam, you know, if you get on the Sphinx app and I, I was having issues with it. I think it might be my podcast host that was the problem, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm like you, I'm very untechnical, but I'm like slowly trying to bumble my way through these things and figure them out. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, yep. but yeah. Well, um, where, where are some good places that people can follow your work? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Twitter, Brain Harrington, and send me a DM. Let me know what you're up to. Uh, go to ocbitcoinnetwork.com and that's where you'll see the meetup. If you're within driving distance of anywhere in Southern California, definitely invite you out. Um, definitely join what's going on in Tucson and Phoenix. And then also um, anyone's listening in from Las Vegas, there's a meetup there also that we can connect you with. And then also go to, if you go to bitcoinis.com backslash start, I've written about like four apps that I think are the most easy to use and just will kind of just create a stack for people to get involved with Bitcoin and just kind of from, from zero to a hundred in the, like the simple, easiest to use way. So Bitcoin is.com backslash start has those four apps and yeah. Brain, brain Harrington on Twitter. Yeah. Are you on Mastodon yet? No, not yet. I'm on Gab. I'm on Gab at brain Harrington also. Yeah. Bitcoinhackers.org. It's the place to be right now. Yeah. Um, I got I, I need to work on this. I, I think I uh, saw you on, um, uh, what's it called? Clubhouse, too. Yeah, Clubhouse, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, I really appreciate you coming on and having this conversation. It was a lot of fun. I mean. Yeah, yeah. dude, I love it. I love it. I'm long, long the Southwest United States Bitcoin citadels, and we're going to keep working on it. Yeah, we're going to get every hands and or Bitcoin in the hands of everybody before we run out of water. So, <laughs> totally. <laughs> All right, dude. That was a really cool conversation with Brian. And it just, you know, conversations like these just really lift my spirit. You know, I say it a lot in the podcast that like this is food for my soul. It just gets me excited about life. Um, because to be empowered, to be able to create change, like positive change that doesn't involve uh screaming at people or being violent or you know stuff like that it's huge you know and like we're a lot of people are missing this right now you know they're feeling disempowered and here you go here's some tools that you can really uh change the world with and so yeah i'm excited uh excited about getting to some bitcoiners together at this upcoming meetup um chris porter who is on the uh, podcast with me a little bit ago for the new year's uh um live stream you know he's gonna be there and, and is helping me um with some of the stuff and you know it, i mean it's just awesome like it really is awesome like you do not have to feel um well i mean you can feel however you want but you know we don't have to be just uh trampled upon by our elected officials anymore you know, and by big uh, tech and and uh, big corporations. Like, you know, we have the power to protect our wealth, to 
build new systems that they cannot censor, that they cannot shut down. And uh, yeah, this is just awesome talking to Brian about this. But yeah, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me at uh, TucsonBitcoin at ProtonMail.com. And uh, I'm also on Twitter. You can find me there at TucsonBitcoin or uh, my personal account. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's... 2021 is going to be a big year. You know, we're already seeing pushbacks against Bitcoin. You know, and now Bitcoin is being labeled alt-right. It, you know, even though the price is way above the all-time high, you know, if, according to the news, we're in a bear market. You know, so like the FUD is there. Um, but, you know, there's people that really believe in it and are trying to build cool things and really create change and you know like we talked about in the interview there's a lot of interest in stopping something like this because it challenges power structures and if that's something that you're interested in you know bitcoin really is the tool to do that so hope you enjoyed this conversation and have a good one